You're listening to Now I've Heard Everything, presenting interviews with famous, fascinating, influential personalities from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. They take it right out of the refrigerator, right onto the grill, and they wonder why it sticks. Then they wonder why it's all charred before it's cooked internally because it's on so high. Chef Emeril Lagasse, today on Now I've Heard Everything, I'm Bill Thompson. Well, as we head into Labor Day weekend, you may be planning one last end-of-summer cookout. In fact, you may be the one in charge of grilling. How do you know you're doing it right? Well, back in 2009, acclaimed TV chef and restaurateur Emeril Lagasse brought his talents to grilling in a book he called Emeril at the Grill. And that's when I met him. So here now from 2009... Oh, 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 by the way, did you notice how I made it through that whole intro without saying BAM! Here now from 2009, Emeril Lagasse. I've always loved the grill. Uh, Memories of it from a a child with, uh, you know, my dad. So... I dedicated the book to him. Uh, it's a great time of the year for it to come out, not only grilling, but that's why I put a cookbook for all seasons because I think you, you can grill not necessarily uh, when it's you know beautiful and the skies are blue and 80 degrees. I think that you can grill indoors. There are great indoor grills. There are grill griddle pans that you can use. So there's a lot of that in the book as well. I remember Dave Barry once wrote that men love to barbecue and grill because he says they'll do anything with cooking as long as there's danger involved yeah yeah give them a flame give them a piece of chunk of wood you know yeah that's there's probably some truth to that although you know since i've been uh writing this and since now it's it's out i've run into a lot of women who are grilling um which i i i'm surprised i'm pleasantly surprised i didn't realize that there was many women out there that are grilling just as many as, as guys are um their, their techniques a lot different too. You know, the biggest mistake that people make, Bill, with the with the grill, is first of all they don't clean it. Second of all, um, they go out and just jack it up to as high as it can go, and they never give their proteins enough time uh, to uh, to be at room temperature before they apply it to the grill. So they take it right out of the refrigerator, right onto the grill, and they wonder why it sticks. Then they wonder why it's all charred before it's cooked internally because it's on so high. I try to tell people, you know, it's the grill is like a clock, you know. You got some of it, the left side of it, that's maybe medium high, and then you have the center that's like medium, and then you have the right of the grill that's like medium low, and you kind of work it like a clock. And that way you cook it properly, the internal temperatures, uh, you know, is, is right on. Uh, your Your chances of having dried out meat or poultry or whatever fish that you're cooking are, are less... And, and you're actually putting some cooking technique into it. Um, uh, just because it's called grilling just just not mean that. Well, back in my parents' day, they would take the steaks and they'd throw them on there and Dad would flip them and more or less guess when one was medium rare and the next one was... We didn't use meat thermometers in those days. Yeah, most people don't. Even today they don't. And that's one of the biggest things that I tell them to do is you know invest in one of those meat thermometers. You don't need one of those fancy digital ones that are out there now and all that. Uh, until you can... Get yourself acquainted with sort of the touching of your inner index of your hand. This is kind of like how I tell people when they're learning the meat thermometer, like this part of it right here is rare, and then it sort of goes into medium rare, and then you kind of go into medium, and then you kind of, when you hit the knuckle, you kind of like mid-well. 
So, um, I, and then if you practice with that while you've got your thermometer, you can eventually eliminate the thermometer because you really have got a good eye for that. Now, there are certain things, recipes in here like the, the turkey, the beer can turkey, which is using a whole turkey breast or, or chicken uh, loins of pork, etc. You you want to really use a meat thermometer to get an internal read because you want it to be cooked properly. Uh, like a pork loin, I want to cook mine at like 145, take it off the grill, uh, and then let it rest. You need to let it rest for about 10 or 15 minutes for two reasons. One, it's going to continue to keep cooking. Two, if you cut into it right away, which is another thing that people make the big mistake doing, all the juices run out of it, and you know, and you wonder why in a few minutes everything is kind of dry and not very flavorful. Personally, do you prefer charcoal or wood-fired grill, gas grill, electric grill? I mean, is, is there a difference in how the food comes out with each of those? There is. There is. Um, I'm a big fan. Recently, I, I've, I've been cooking on an electric grill just because I'm trying all different types of grill. Very, very energy efficient and very good for the planet. Um, propane. A lot of people think that propane is like a pain in the neck. they got to change the tank. It is very, very efficient fuel and also very good for the planet. If you're going to use charcoal... Use a hardwood charcoal. I'm using a lot of charcoal because I like the flavor, either flavored with hickory or alderwood, but I'm using real hardwood charcoal. I'm not using those briquettes. Try to stay away from them. They just release a lot of not good stuff, and, and it doesn't really make the food taste good. And sure enough, eliminate that lighter fluid. If you're stuck on that lighter fluid game, get over it. They make these really, really simple little fire starters now that you just light a small little cube, you light it, you put it in there in a chimney, let your wood go. Um, that's that's sort of what I'm doing. Of course, natural gas is good as well. If you can't, a lot of people have gas grills that are outside that are hooked up to the system. That's great. They're pretty energy efficient because you pretty much get fast and direct heat. After this short break, Emerald takes us beyond the steak, shrimp, and corn on the cob. back to my 2009 interview with Emerald. I'm glad you mentioned the word fast because I know, again, when my childhood when I was growing up, because I remember things like you talk about remembering your parents grilling, it, was, it just seemed there was a, a lack of patience. On uh, you know, Come on, why isn't this thing heating up? You know, let's squirt some more lighter fluid on there. Let's get this thing hot. We've got to beat the ball game at 4 o'clock, you know, that kind of thing. Well, you know what? It's, it's, it's still there. It hasn't really changed. Uh, it's just a different gender now, you know, in a different age. It's just uh, it's, it, people are still in a rush. Um, I think we've come a long way in 30 years and how we've evolved as far as food. Uh, it's nice to see, um, you know, I've been in the area uh, all week. I've been on a farm doing emerald green, and it's really nice r nearby in Maryland. It's really nice to see how, you know, people are, are proud again to be a farmer or, you know, to, to raise goats and to make goat's cheese or, uh, you know, to, to uh, whatever they can contribute to save the bay. You know, I mean, it's a very, very nice time for food because we're finally getting environmentally smart as well. And I think that we're realizing more and more that if we don't take care of the planet, then it's not going to be here for our children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren. We've got to do something about it. Well, one thing you emphasize in this book, and I'm glad you do, is that fresh is always better and that, you know, you're talking about going to the farmer's market and buying fruits and vegetables and meats. Well, I think buying local and buying fresh is the way to go. 
And if you can buy local, buy local. We should be supporting these farmers markets for a lot of reasons. Um, you're really saving on the carbon footprint. Most produce is being shipped 12, 1,500 miles away from here. I mean, I don't think that that's very fresh. Uh, most of it is overgrown, as you know, uh, conventionally, so that they can get weight because it all comes down to money and shipping. So buy local. Support the local farmers. Uh, buy organic when you can. It may cost a little bit more to eat organically, but it's certainly really better for you. Well, and it's going to taste better, isn't it? You absolutely are what you eat. So there's no question about it. Um, you save on packaging. You're going to get a better deal because they're not traveling. Uh, you know, most of them are less than 50 miles away. Uh, you're supporting the local economy. God knows we could help that right now. Uh, so it really makes perfect sense. Something else about this book. And, I, I, again, I don't grill often enough that you got not just the meat and the vegetables, but you got the appetizers and you got the dessert afterwards. And I thought, wow, this is, you could do the whole meal on a grill. That's exactly my intent of the book was to really, if with planning, and you, you need to have a plan, you need to have a food plan, you need to have a meal plan, you can really go out and just enjoy your family, your friends, the whole afternoon, the whole day, because everything is in here. Uh, as you said, there's a wonderful starter. There are incredible sides. I think sides don't get enough attention. There's a lot of info and um, you know impressions of that. There's not just meat, you know, and not just burgers. There's a whole section on wings and things, which are very, very creative and very economical. Um, some very creative things with with thighs, with 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 chicken wings. There's turkey. There's there's pork. Then there's a huge, huge section in here about fish and shellfish because I think that uh, we miss the boat a lot of times. We never think about grilling that stuff. We just think about grilling the big steak and uh, and maybe putting corn on the grill, and we don't think beyond that uh, mostly. So hopefully this is going to change people. Is there a whole lot of food you can't grill? Look, I, I have anything from uh, an, an incredible sweet corn in here that, uh, that is glazed with a little uh, uh, cheese to little uh, t cherry tomatoes that I call tomatoes on the fence. Uh, there are drinks in here. Uh, you don't grill a drink, though, right? No, 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 no. But but you can. Like, you could grill pineapple as the garnish to put in, like, a pineapple uh, fresca. Grilled sweet potato salad. Lots of sides, like I said. Sweet potatoes are good. Look at this. Black eyed pea salad. Warm weather potato salad. Because there's a difference. Warm weather potato salad. You don't want to eat potato salad that has got mayonnaise all over it and things when it's 90 degrees outside. So I think a lot of this, there's that corn I was telling you about with cheese and, and chilies. Really, really awesome. Um, grilled asparagus, something as simple as that, but so yummy. Um, and then... Oh, you got homemade ketchup. Yeah, wow. we, also, we also do a lot of accoutrements, a lot of uh, ketchups, a lot of different sides. There are sandwiches, there are poor boys, there are paninis. Um, I can keep you're, going you're, on and on. You're gonna, even you're, my son's ribs. <laughs> that's EJ's ribs right here. Wow. And that's that's EJ. So um, he's uh, he he had he contributed a recipe as well. You know, grilling or not, you're going to make people realize with a book like this just how much they can do that they didn't think they could. Absolutely. And uh, Bill, if they can walk away with Emerald at the Grill and realize that, wow, this is like my new alm almanac here. You know, this is my new Bible. Uh, I'm going to have a fantastic summer, and I'm going to take it into the fall and maybe even into the winter because there's so much chock full in this book and great photography so there's so many 
pictures in here that you can see with your eye and then see the end result once you do. So good luck. And consume it internally. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Emerald Lagasse will be 62 in October, and he still loves to grill. And you can find easy Amazon links to Emerald's books at our website, heardeverything.com. Oh, and while you're there, be sure and check out my interview with Anthony Bourdain. When I started out in the business, cooking was something you did in between, uh, you know, roofing and house painting jobs or, or convictions. Now it's a career. It's a glamour profession. Who saw that coming? And my conversation with the great Julia Child. They're just afraid of food. A healthy person has a little bit of everything. The idea is moderation in all things. But I think the media has just scared us. They've taken the fun out of food. Of course, we post new episodes here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can find Now I've Heard Everything on all major podcast platforms. And would you do me a favor? If you liked today's interview, would you tell a friend about Now I've Heard Everything? I appreciate it. And thanks for listening. Next time on Now I've Heard Everything, for Labor Day, we'll go back to 1997 and my conversation with then-just-retired Labor Secretary Robert Reich. When I was a public official not too long ago... I had to watch my words. I mean, I got in trouble even for what I said. When I talked about corporate welfare, it was like a bomb went off. That's next time on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson. Bill Thompson.